0: If you've never heard about gemotherapy and wonder what it might be and why um, moms might even want to use this in their home, today's going to be your podcast. I'm Lauren Hubelay. I'm a family health coach, and I'm an expert in gemotherapy extracts, um, a product that originated in Europe. I'm here today with Megan Etheridge. Megan, good to hear from you today.
1: Hey, Lauren, good to be with you. I'm Megan Etheridge. I'm a mom and a wife. I'm a registered nurse and an aspiring gemotherapist. Um, I'm a student and client of Lauren's. And like to like Lauren said, today we're going to dive back a little bit into what is gemotherapy, how is it made, and talk about how it's different, why it's great for moms and families, and um, all the things that maybe you've been having questions to in our Um, previous podcast we're going to answer for you today. So we're just going to start it off with what is gemotherapy? Um, Gemotherapy is a plant-based medicine that is derived from a plant's buds or young shoots. And the reason why that is different is because those buds and those young shoots contain the entire essence of what the plant will ever be. The trunk and the limbs and the roots and the branches and the leaves and the flowers are all contained in that bud. Um, It is filled with tons of vitamins and minerals and great plant food also marry stem cells and that's a word that i want you to remember and hang on to because that is the key and that is the difference as to what makes gemotherapy effective and different those mary stem, st- stem cells are a lot like our stem cells which can go in down to a cellular level and get those cells functioning again um, it's the beauty of gemotherapy, it's a lot of big words, but I promise once you get started and start reading a little bit, it, it it's so intuitive to how we function as human beings that it's going to start making sense. Lauren, can you explain a little bit about how gemos are made?
0: Sure, Megan, I'd love to, but I was just thinking about this because the word gemotherapy is so weird and a lot of people get really confused, like, is this gemstones, what's yes. this about? And, and I, I think it, we need to clear that up a little bit. It actually should be called meristem cell therapy, right? Um, but but the, wor- the word gemotherapy came, it originates all the way back to the late 50s, early 60s, when this was first put in the European pharmacopoeia, the, the French pharmacopoeia, actually. the how, This is a medicine and this is how it's made and and the word gym in latin means bud and this is really bud therapy um so as megan said we're using um the the part of the tree or shrub that contains the most growth potential of the whole plant and and that growth potential comes from the meristem cells that are within that now each tree or vine or shrub that's used, the concentration of meristem cells is different in different places. For the most part, extracts are made from buds, and we're not talking about flower buds, but the buds that come out in the very early part of spring so that branches and leaves can um, grow from. And But there are a few products that are actually made from shoots so any of the vines are made from shoots, and we have a few that are made from the seeds. Um, but for the most part, what we're talking about is bud therapy. So um, put the word gemotherapy aside, and um, the way these are made is is really wonderful. Pickers will go out into um, designated forests where the plant, plants have already previously been identified and certified by botanists and they will pick the the bud at the earliest um, part of the season where the bud is at um, not open but not tightly closed where the potential for the amount of meristems is at its height. So there's a real art to it, Megan. And, um, There's the timing of this um, is done by nature. That's what's so beautiful about chemotherapy. Um, It is derived from nature and it it is made according to nature. So then those those pickers take the um, buds, submerge them um, as uh, quickly as within two hours in an alcohol and glycerin um, concentrate to preserve them but also to pull the, um, excuse me, just alcohol, to pull the um, meristem cells out and to make a macerate of that bud. Um, Megan, from that point they sit for 30 days and then we have these choices of these two types of product that come out of the extracts. Can you explain the concentrate and the D1?
1: Yes. So, um, the, after that 30 days, the bud has been sitting in that, that alcohol solution and makes a macerate and that is what we call a concentrated solution. And there are people who do take that concentrated solution, but it's strong. Um, and a lot of people are sensitive. And so we have found that and Lauren jump in, if I'm not saying this quite right, right, but if we dilute it once, we take that concentrate and we dilute it once, then it makes a D1 solution. So we still harbor all of those great Mary stem cells and all of those nutrients, but we've toned it down a little bit. Um, and the equivalent is if the concentrate is like taking seven drops, the D1 would just be one drop, is that correct?
0: Exactly, it's a one to seven dilution, but it's actually a one to 10 dilution, but the seven drops, equal one drop of okay. concentrate. And so when, when, you're, when you're buying them, you want to be really careful that you're getting a D1 rather than a concentrate, particularly if you're dosing children, right?
1: Right. I know for us, um, I've said this before, we're, we're sensitive people. And so I can't imagine dosing my little one with the uh, concentrate because even one drop of a D1 sometimes will You can just tell it works. Right, right. I love that, I or you sent me this um, research article about Mary's stem therapy. And there were two things that you said that I kind of wanted to touch on. People observed ancient times long ago that animals would instinctively go to these buds and young shoots when they were sick and treating their different illnesses. So I love how you said nature knows, and we are so in tune if we can stop for a second and listen to what our what our intuition is saying and telling us that they are so in tune and knew that they needed to not only eat the you know the branch or the leaf like we use in herbs and for different things chamomile tea and stuff they actually needed to go to those buds yeah which is fascinating to me right right um so I have, a, I have a many questions for you today, but tell me a little bit about what makes those Mary stem cells different and how they work in our body.
0: Well, the, the, the difference comes from the very beginning of how this extract is made. We're, we're making it from living plants, and this is very different than oils or, or um, herbal extracts, and both of which are very common today and used often. But the meristem cells that are in these plants makes um, um, several actions be able to happen simultaneously. So they're bringing nutrients. So as Megan mentioned, these um, extracts are full of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and wonderful things for your body. So they're bringing nutrients, they're encouraging the natural cleaning of that um, tissue that's being addressed, so that organ on a cellular level, because the meristem cells can communicate directly with your human cells. And um, then they're they're, um, making it stronger and reminding it how it is meant to work. And so there's something really beautiful, I think, about reminding in a gentle, compassionate way, our body how to work rather than forcing something to not happen or happen differently. And um, to me, Megan, that's what the meristem cells do and why they're such a special component of these extracts.
1: I agree, and as someone who has tried you know, herbalism and I mean, I'm a nurse and so I know all about pharmaceutical medications, um, to experience gemotherapy and not only for myself and taking it and how I feel, but observing family and especially my son and my husband. Um, it is the only therapy that does this, that nourishes at that cellular level, that is able to communicate directly with our cells from those Mary stem cells, that is able to clean and we all know a clean house is, makes you feel good and when your be- belly's full, that makes you feel better not only that, you're getting this mini workout in to make you stronger for the next time. And it is the only thing that is capable of doing that, that we know about right now.
0: Yeah. that's And, and that's why it's so <laughs> useful, such a useful tool in acute cases. Um, we want to, we've been encouraging moms to take charge of their family's health, to um, know that they can step into that role of observing and caring. And this product is something that gives you um, a a lot of um, power in healing. And experiencing these for yourself and your family um, is a very compassionate way to restore your immunity. And I've used that word in, in um, in, in really in a meaningful way because that's how we want to heal. Um, We want to be gentle with our body. And by all means, it's important to know these extracts are powerful and they have incredible potential. And um, yet it's a gentle tool to use. So Megan, what else would moms like to know? Do you think to understand gemotherapy and and why they might want to explore it? I think that
1: they need to know that they are capable of using it, that it's not something to be scared of, that it's something to grab one of Lauren's books, read through it and figure out which symptoms are common for your family. You know, oh, we always have an ear infection. We always have colds. And order those gymos and be prepared for the next time that cold or that ear infection happens because you know it's co- it's going to happen. And um, and try it. it. It is very powerful, like Lauren said, but it is so gentle. Um, it is so effective that you just start slow and low, like we like to say, small doses, and, and start slow and, and observe and see. And I think that you are going to be blown away by how full you feel in being able to treat your child. And and I did this, um, and and how much courage and determination it gives you to like, okay, well, what can I do next? And what can I heal next? And who can I share this with? It it's exciting.
0: that's beautiful i love your enthusiasm megan and i always have it's contagious and um, i think my work has always been in the direction of helping moms regain their their power it's that creative um, feminine energy that we all have and, and we want to wake that up in ourselves um, you know, if we go back in ancient times, that's what women did, right? There was always the wise woman in, in the circle and and that had these skills and these skills were passed down to younger women. And I think this is something that can be done with chemotherapy too. So, Megan, um, one thing that, that I know is moms who try begin to pursue things naturally often have a cabinet full of... Supplements and herbal extracts and um, natural over the counter medications to to use, and they kind of throw it all at their child and um, Have you found that you need all those things when you're using chemotherapy with your child?
1: I can honestly say that the majority of the time I do not um, a few weeks ago, we spoke about my son's con- um, continuous, ever-changing viral infection. And we use gemotherapy to get us through. I can say that um, I did need a little bit of vitamin C at the end just to kind of help that cough. So there are very small circumstances where you feel like you need a boost, but gemotherapy takes care of all of it. I've since cleaned out the medicine cabinet (laughs) and we no longer need those things. I'm not spending money on those things because like we've been discussing, you know, that supplement you take, works as long as you're continuing to take it, but you're continuing nice. to have to buy and take it. Gemotherapy builds you to make you stronger for down the road. So there will come a point where you no longer need it because the body is restored. You have restored that immunity and that function back to what it, how it was designed to work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful, Megan. So, you know, we have uh, certain extracts that we've talked about in our episodes here um, that are best for acute. So I thought maybe it would be good just to list for moms what extracts they should have on hand. Do you have that list, or should I share that?
1: Well, let's kind of tag team it. Um, we're in the middle of fall right now, and, and the flu has sh- sh- popped up where we are in Louisiana, so I definitely let's start with black currant and oak, and those are two geMOs for flu. Black currant is also used for bites and stings. And so I take it outside with us every time we go out and I find that the second a biter sting happens, that application immediately takes all pain and um, that inflammation away, it's beautiful. Um, blackcurrant is also useful in fevers. And so whenever you see a fever, you're supporting that fever, you're supporting the body and doing what it needs to do and you're not suppressing it, which is very, very important. Um, what do you suggest?
0: Well, I like common alder, dog rose, and blackcurrant together. I think this is um, an amazing immune-boost immune um, um, protocol. It works w- at the beginning of sinus congestion. It helps um, alleviate um, the need for any um, antihistamines, whether the, this congestion comes from allergies and pollens or it comes from the beginning of a cold. Um, I think those are a very useful combination. And then we have our our extracts for cough that we've talked about in our cough episodes. Um, Do you have a favorite there?
1: Uh, It's probably a tie between hornbeam and lithi. Oh, I don't know, because I'm a black honeysuckle girl too. (laughs) I love them all. You can't just make me choose one. Um, Hornbeam Hornbeam would be your let's start off cough. Um, Just you hear a cough in your child, Definitely pull out some hornbeam and try it. Lithia is for more of that spasmodic um, tightness cough that you feel. Um, black honeysuckle to thin those secretions that's sticky. It's also a great sore throat remedy, alongside the common alder and black currant. And you'll see that you know three gemos together: black currant being one, and then those other two that support that tissue where that inflammation is being held to give that cell to cell communication, nourish that cell, clean it, and then strengthen it for later on down the road. Yeah, um, yeah. What else? There's two more, I think, silver lime and... A common fig? Yep. Yeah, um,
0: so, so we could use silver lime if uh, um, there, there's anxiousness that goes with it and, and that also dry anxious cough that sometimes Folks get and common fig for di- uh, loose stools like diarrhea or vomiting or nausea, and then there's a couple others um, out there because we we did an episode on earache and we talked about um, European blueberry with yeah. common, along with dog rose and black currant. I I don't I I never travel without walnut Megan. Um, I find walnut, it, it, like currant, it has so many uses because it can be used as a topical um, antiseptic if there's a cut or inflammation on the skin. It's uh, amazing for that, but it's also um, useful if there's any acute um, interactions with um, pathogens in our digestive tract, like food poisoning. And so it's particularly good for travel.
1: Um, Anything
0: else? Any other extracts we might be leaving off?
1: No, not that I can think of. I think those are the ones we covered in all our acute episodes.
0: Okay, I think the the last one I can think of is um, hazel. And hazel's very good at towards the end. Convalescent. Convalescent. Right. Right. So what else have we not talked about today, Megan?
1: A question I get a lot um, from my moms is, let's say they see their child coming down with something and they start the protocol that best fits what symptoms they're seeing. When should they start to see some improvement? Because you know that's a big issue. Yeah. You know, my child has a fever, or my child has this cough, so when we want it to be better now. Like, give a drop, yeah. it's better now, and it's done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I think, Megan, I think that question's best answered. It, uh, going back to what is gemotherapy, and this is information for yourselves, right? And um, information doesn't always absorb instantly, right? There are some parts of it that we can, so if I'm giving you directions to go somewhere, right? And you might remember that first turn, but you might need some reminders about the next three instructions I'm giving you. And that's why we're repeating this set of instructions we're giving our body throughout the day and a couple of days, so we may see some first improvement in mood and appetite or energy within the first 24 hours, and we should definitely expect that in our child. But when we start getting into the physical symptoms that are part of the cleaning process of a um, virus or a cold, so the mucus coming out of the nose or the cough coming up. Learning about those from our specific episodes, I think will help you understand that those things are not going to turn off like a light switch, nor should they. Um, But we should experience some soothing and some improvement um, in the frequency of those. So I think I would refer moms to those specific episodes. So 24 hours, we should see some improvement. We should continue on the extracts. um, And um, we want to, if we're not dosing our children with chronic protocols and working with a practitioner in gemotherapy, and we're just using them acutely, then we want to discontinue their use once those acute symptoms are done. And that's important, moms, to hear that because we're talking about some very deep acting extracts here and um, using them beyond the acute fra- phase can cause some drainage activity that the, your child's body may not be prepared for. So we want to also be responsible with how we use them.
1: Right, I love that. And I love, I don't think we've mentioned it before, but um, each Jimmo is information for your body it's information that your body needs to to restore its immunity and get back to where it is. So yeah, it takes time um, for that information to be fully processed. So you get every turn that's needed or every stop sign along the way. Love that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think we've just about covered this, what gemotherapy is. Um, and um, We wanna uh, dispel any myths that it has anything to do with stones and everything to do with trees and vines and if you live somewhere where you can go out and walk in a forest a real forest where there's a a beautiful mixture of natural growing plants i think you'll begin to start um understanding the power of these extracts and and begin to have a relationship with the plants themselves beyond just the
1: bottle Absolutely. Um, I think it opens your eyes to nature and you, you start to see, view things in a different way and it's beautiful.
0: Great. Well, Megan, let's wrap this up. And I want to thank everyone for um, following us on this series of acute care with gemotherapy. And um, I look forward to um, preparing more episodes with you on a new
1: topic. Awesome. I can't wait. As always, you can find information, more information about gemotherapy, free information on Lauren's website, laurenhubelay.com. Um, I also highly suggest two of her books, Gemotherapy for everyone and introduction to acute care and Gemotherapy for everyone building immunity in babies and young children. Um, pick them up, have them on hand and, and get some reading done. Um, you can also follow my blog at afuturefullofhope.com and stay tuned because we'll be coming back with more information for you guys. Beautiful, thanks Megan. Thank you Lauren.